What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. You guys know who I am. I am your host, Blaine Spencer. We got a special edition of the podcast this week, as I have Nevada wide receiver, redshirt junior, Tyrese Mack. Tyrese, I know you're, you guys are coming off of a rough loss, but how are you doing? Thanks for taking some time on Final Whistle to chat it up with me today. I'm doing good, man. I'm just going to work every day, man, trying to get ready for my opportunity, man. That's all I can ask for. So I'm doing good, man. Just going to work. We love to hear that. And again, thank you so much for taking some time. I know being a student athlete's a little hectic at, at all of us at times. So let's jump into that. So how do you balance being a student athlete, especially with the day-to-day, going to practice, then you have school, homework, et cetera. How do you try to balance everything? Well, it's funny you ask that because our coach, he, um, he gives us a time management sheet. So we use that, we fill that out, and I kind of just follow that sheet. So that just tells me I got my meetings in the morning, practice, and free time, time to meet again and stuff like that, and putting in extra work and stuff like that. So I use that time management sheet a lot. So it helps me balance school and things that I need to do and my free time and stuff like that. And with those sheets, does, uh, does with especially when you're – picking classes, sort of stuff like that. Is practice already kind of dictated in that sheet before you're able to pick around for your your academics? Yeah, practice, everything, all the practices and football stuff is done in the morning. And my, my classes are in the afternoon and we might have some meetings later on that night and stuff like that. So everything football-wise is pretty much done in the morning and stuff like that. That's great to hear. And before we jump out of the college at realm for an real quick, but I do want to ask something uh, a little bit in regards to last night uh, or Saturday night now when this is going to be posted. Uh, you guys took a tough loss to Fresno State on the road. You guys are still in the hunt for the Mountain West. What has what has been the overall uh, aura of the team, especially trying to bounce back after that? Oh, yeah, everybody's still motivated, man. We still motivated. We still keep going, man. We just we took a loss last night, but everybody's still motivated. Everybody was in the locker room. We know we're a better team than what we put on last night. We still got a lot of football left, so we're not in the driver's seat right now, but still, we still motivated as a team. Yes, yeah, exactly. You guys still control your own destiny a little bit, with, and especially with a major matchup with San Diego State in a couple of weeks. But let's talk about your background a little bit, Tyrese. Mm-hmm. You're from the Brentwood, Antioch area. As like myself, former Brentwood boy myself. Uh, so Sean Briggs got us connected, which was kind of cool in itself to recommend you. But how have you, for you, what has been the background of being in the Bay Area, then taking that next step, going to the City College of San Francisco, and then going to Nevada? Just explain your story for us. Yeah, so I got to um, Brentwood my freshman year in high school. Man, I was I was coming from Oakland. And I just got to Brentwood. But at the time, I really wasn't even playing football like that. So my freshman year, it was I wasn't really playing football like that in the summer leading up to high school. But then I decided to to play football for fun or whatnot. So I completed my freshman year in Heritage. And I still really wasn't feeling football like that. So I really didn't want to play. I wasn't going to no, none of the workouts for the next season or anything like that. But it was a couple of coaches that believed in me that thought me and my brother could play varsity. So I talked about it with my mom, and then from then I took that that step and I played. Even after that year, I didn't have a year that I wanted to have my sophomore year, but I just still stuck with it. So I had a productive junior year. Then that's when 
I was like, okay, I'm gonna take off with this football thing. So then, and then I had my senior season. I kind of took off then, but you know, grades and academics held me back from getting to the next level, which led me to going to junior college. And at the time, in high school, I wasn't really feeling feeling junior junior college and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of a tough decision. It was a humbling process because. You know, I felt like I was good enough to play Division One football, but like my academics was holding me back. So that's where I ended up. Where I ended up going to City College, and I felt like that was the best fit for me because they passed the ball a lot, and I like the coach a lot. I still talk to Jimmy Collins every day, not every day, but you know, we catch up all the time. So yeah, I, I enjoyed my time at City College. And for you, you were saying that, you, that your junior year is when you really decided to take off with football. Mm -hmm. were you, being a multi-sport athlete like yourself, what, what, how did you come to that decision of, like, picking one of the two and going full-time with that said oh, football? Oh, man, it, it was simple. I was just – I was better in football than I was in basketball. Like, it was just that simple. And I knew that my opportunity to, to be something great was – with football rather than basketball, but I still I still love playing basketball for fun and stuff like that. I still I still one of my favorite sports to play. Absolutely. And then at City College, what when you were going through that process of trying to decide for a Division One school after that after junior college, what what did Nevada say or what really drew you to Nevada to join the Wolfpack? So my whole recruiting in uh, junior college was kind of. The junior college recruiting is kind of weird, man. So I didn't get – I had broke my ankle my sophomore year about five games into the season. So being a junior college guy and having injuries with just two years left to play, man, it's kind of hard to get recruited and stuff like that. So after I broke my ankle, I sat out of about two years before I would even, even had any type of connections with any school. So I had ended up originally going, walking on at Utah State. That's what I did. And then – um things just didn't work out there. It was a good program and stuff like that. But like, there was a bunch of stuff going on there and it, and it just didn't work out for me. So then um, I got a call from Nevada, man. They told me that I could walk on here. So that's, and I just took that opportunity and I, and I just did that. So you walked on at Utah State. I'm right now where I'm located. I'm just uh, north of uh, Ogden, Utah, about a couple hours. So I, I, I know the Utah State team pretty well at the moment. So I was just curious what, what did you think of Logan? <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not much to do in Logan, but it's a, it's a cool yeah. little city, man. It's, it's, it looks nice out there, and the people are nice out there, and it's a it's a football town, so it was it was pretty nice. It's just not much to do out there, which which the coach when he originally called me, he that's what he told me to expect. So, but I really didn't have an issue with it because I was just coming out there to ball, man. So it was it was a cool experience. That was my first time in the snow. And just being on a on a different time schedule and stuff is an hour ahead, so it was it was all pretty new, and it was a fun experience, though. Love to hear it, but I do want to jump back to your injury. You said you had to take two years off. How severe was the injury at the time? And then what was that rehabilitation process like for you, trying to get yourself back and get you back to where you are now? Oh yeah, that that injury, man, it immensely immensely hurt a lot, man, and it and it took a toll on me, man. So me breaking my ankle after I felt like I was going to be a, a good recruit in that, in that class for 2018. So I broke my ankle, man. And it wasn't, it wasn't too severe to like to, to recover from physically. It was, it was more so mentally because, you know, 
like I said, being a junior college guy and, and getting hurt with like two years left that, you know, it, it, it kind of messed with my recruiting and it messed with my mind mentally because me coming out of high school, I felt like I was a guy who could be division one. But I didn't know after I broke my ankle if if I was ever going to be that guy. And I always had my goal set on being a division one guy coming out of junior college, you know, and it, and it, and it didn't work out like that. So that's why that, that injury, when I had it, I immediately, that's the only thing I thought about. I really didn't even think about the injury. It was about my, my recruitment and where I was going to end up at though. So that was, that was mentally something I had to recover from and I'm recovered from now. What was that mental mindset to get you right back into finding your way? Cause I know you, taking two years off and trying to maintain that eligibility yeah. makes it a little bit more difficult, mm -hmm. especially in that retrospect. How, how were you able to keep yourself locked in and focused? Man, I would just, I just kept working, man. I had my connection with God and he kept me going, man. I had some humbling experiences, man. I did a lot of self-reflecting, man. I just had to keep going, man. Like I had to keep going. There was a lot of times where I was just working out by myself. It was plenty of workouts by myself and just, not a, sometimes I don't even know what to do, man, but I'm just out there trying to find something to do to just to keep going because that was that was my dream since I took it serious. So, so since the day I took it serious, that's something I was I knew I was going to have to I knew I was going to get there, man. So I was going to do whatever it took, even though I didn't have, you know, all the resources and, you know, people supporting me and people wanting to help me and stuff like that. I just kept going by myself, man, and, and finding things to to better my game. I really worked on my craft the last two years and I and I see it paying off, man. I see the growth from when I was in high school to when I was in junior college and to now. To now. So I see the growth in my game and what my mentality. The, what was the biggest thing that you felt like you needed to work on the most? As as a receiver? Yes, as a receiver. Oh man, it was, it was a lot of things and most people don't know. I didn't really start playing receiver until my, my senior year in high school. That's when I was mm -hmm. really just a receiver. So I had to learn a lot, man. You could get like get away with a lot of things at the high school level, sometimes at junior college level, and but you can't do that at this level. So I had to really work on my releases and route running and using my eyes and my hands and stuff like that. And it's really emphasized up here, man, because you, you try to do the things you did in high school, man, and, and it just won't work. But it's a lot of things that I worked on that I feel like I'm I'm way better at now. So, but mainly my releases and stuff, getting off the ball, you know, using my eyes and my hands and not just trying to run past people because here at, at this level, everybody is fast and everybody can run with you. So that's one of the things I really had to work on. And then for you personally, do you prefer to play, to be in the slot or do you want to be on the outside? Um, me personally, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing, but at the same time, it's kind of different, you know, but I mean, the route tree is kind of different from the inside and outside, but I'd rather – it's whatever the coach wants me to play. Absolutely. And then let's jump to the relationship you and your brother have. It's kind of special, to be, if I'm being completely honest, from what you guys have did. You guys have done it all together, high school to junior college. Now you guys are at Nevada together. And you guys have the unique component of you being a wide receiver and he's a DB. So do you guys challenge each other, each other day in and day out? And then what does that bond mean to you? Yeah, that bond means everything, man. It was me and him, basically. Both We both took a couple years off, man. We both were fighting different things mentally. because we And most of it was with football because we both felt like we were good players, but we just hadn't. We just hadn't lived up to what we thought we could be yet. So we both were fighting things mentally, man. But 
And during those two two years, man, we we was the only ones grinding, man. It was just me and him. We get up, we go do our thing, bro. It was a consistent thing. That's what we tried to be consistent. Even even sometimes when we didn't want to go, man, we we went and did something, man. It was just being consistent. But yeah, that bond means everything. We are ultra competitive. Anybody that's went to the field with us or did any type of workout know that we always ended up arguing or something football related. So it was real competitive when me and him was on the same field and stuff like that. All right, who's who's got the head-to-head lead in the matchup right now between you two, yeah, between you and Tyreek? Who's up? It's, it's, it's me. I got the head-to-head <laughs> lead, man. We stepped on, do those one-on-ones or whatever it is. I win a majority of those reps, but, you know, he gets me better. He's one of the best DBs I've ever won against, you know, and he hasn't got to show, he hasn't got to show that yet, but he will. He will soon because he's a versatile DB, man, moving from corner to safety. Not a lot, a lot of guys can do that cover, tackle, and do all type of things like that, you know, but he hasn't gotten the opportunity yet, but when he gets it, he's going to show a lot of people that he's a real good DB. No doubt, but if I get Tyreek on the show now and I bring that up, I know he's going to say the exact opposite of what you just said. He might. He might. <laughs> but then, um, so for you, I just want to jump into what – for you, what has been that big moment that you have cherished? Like, if there's been a, like a, your best game, what has been a moment that is really just you've hold on to like really desperately with football? Man, a moment is just like maybe our, our first playoff game, our first playoff game that we held at home at Heritage when we was down 32-0. That was just a moment I'll probably never forget. It's just. And it's just life lessons, man. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep fighting. We was down 32-0 at halftime, man. And we just, I don't know how we came back, bro, but we came back, bro. And that's just, that's something that I'll live to tell forever, for real. Like, that was a, a crazy game, bro. One of my favorite games. And one of the, you guys were in one of the biggest comebacks in, yeah. in like, Bay Area playoff yeah. history, too, which is kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. So... I want to do a quick rapid fire. I got a couple of fan questions that they wanted to ask you. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite hobby to do outside of football? I like to play video games or I like to go hoop for fun. All right. What's your, what's piggyback off of that? What's your favorite video game then? Man, I'm a big 2K guy. I'm a big Madden guy. I'm a big Call of Duty guy. So okay. I play those three pretty heavily, not during the season and stuff like that. But like when off season, I'm pretty heavy on, especially Madden and stuff. You know, I like Madden. Are you a franchise or you do you do a my I, player? I'm franchise. I'm franchise. I'm in pre- plenty of discords with random people, man. So I, I I've been playing that for a minute. All right, favorite uh, favorite food. Uh, my favorite food, man. I've been, nachos has been my favorite food since I've been a little kid, man. So any type of nachos, man. That's pretty much my favorite food on this entire planet, man. So I can you can never go wrong with a plate of nachos, man. Homemade nachos or just any, yeah, homemade any type nachos. of nachos? Sometimes when I go out, I get them, man. But homemade nachos is the best nachos, man. My mom make them the best, man. She make them the best all the time. All right, favorite music? Favorite music, man. I'm a Rod Wave guy, but, man, Rod Wave be keeping me in my feelings, so I be having to cut them <laughs> off. So I'm a Rod Wave guy, Meek Mill guy. I've been out here for in Reno for a minute, man. They didn't put me on this Blue Bucks, man. So I've been on that too. So I, I mess okay. with them too. I, that you being put in the feelings just 
literally the weekend just popped into my head because he's yeah. the, that guy that just puts me deep in the field. So I feel that pain. <laughs> yeah, you've been crazy. Favorite movie? My favorite movie, man, is probably How High. I got that. I got that movie on DVD, and as a kid, I was always watching that. And like I put that in, and I watched that every night for like two weeks, three weeks straight. That's the only thing I watched, and I I know that movie line for line, man. So that's probably my favorite movie. There you go. Well, that was our rapid fire segment, Tyrese. Thank you for participating in it. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last fan question they had for you was your favorite. What What was the best game that you've ever had in your career, personally? Um, probably my uh, junior college game. I had um, 160 at halftime and a touchdown. So at so halftime, yeah, that was probably my favorite junior college game. And it's funny because the the the, the days leading up to that, I hadn't got the ball or anything like that. And I had to go to my coach, and I was like, man, I need to be involved in the offense a little bit more. And so I need to get the rock, man. It, it was an emotional conversation, and so and that was a game we only won by three points. So I. I it felt good to to finally break out, and then it felt good to get the win, too. How tough is it for you to have a conversation like that with a coach when you want to be like, hey, like, I want to be more involved or I want the ball a little bit more, more touches? How do you approach that? Oh, man, it's emotional, bro. Being junior college is just emotional, bro, because it's, it's not like high school, man. It's, and, and you hear it all the time. It's it's your last chance. Like you heard the last chance, you and this is this is really your last chance. And I, that whole time, and I'm thinking this is my last opportunity to get to where I want to get to. And the way the way things are looking right now, I don't know if I'll get there. So taking the time out to have that conversation, it was emotional, and it was emotional talk that I had with my coach. It's a it's a conversation that I'll definitely remember forever because, you know, it was it was a deep conversation, you know. So, and, yeah, it's, it, I would just say it's a real emotional thing. Was he extremely supportive of you talking to him about that, or was he a little, yeah, he was little out there? Okay. That's why he got me involved in the offense and stuff like that, so – and I always forever cherish my relationship with my junior college coach, man. That's my guy. He brought me in and, and he helped me get to where I am today. So I always appreciate him for that. Yeah. And speaking of coaches, how did do, how does it change from a junior college coach to now the coach at Nevada where you have a, a little bit more bigger of a staff, bigger teams, of course? Is it is it more of a professional relationship or the relationship still extremely personal? Yeah, yeah, Coach Norvell, he's a, he's a good guy, man, he, and he cares about the players, you know. But you know, at this level, it's 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 more about business than it is anything. So and you just gotta respect that, and you know, that just comes with the game. But yeah, Coach Norvell, he's a good guy, and I really love my receiver coach, Coach Timmy Chang. He was a um a great player at the University of Hawaii. You know, broke a lot of records in FBS. So I really got a lot of respect for a lot of coaches on the staff. So. But, yeah, it's a big difference from being at a junior college and being at a D1. So, yeah, the coaches. Fantastic. And then for you, what do you what do you want to work on through these last couple of weeks of the season? And what is your guys' – what's Coach's message for you guys, especially you guys still have a chance in the Mountain West and still potentially be a double-digit win team this year? Yeah, he's just, he's just really preaching to have each other's back, man have each other's back and just to keep going and keep fighting because we still we still can get to the Mountain West Championship and our goals are not over yet. So 
But for me personally, man, I just want to, I just want to keep going and keep working, man. I just want to and keep my mind right because I don't, I'll never know when my opportunity comes, even if it does come. So, and that's what I just pride myself on being a, a good player and a good teammate until my opportunity comes, you know. So, I, until then, I just keep working, man. And that's all I can really do. And you've gotten a couple opportunities this year already. So how have you been able to take advantage of those opportunities? Yeah, it, it hasn't been the most opportunity, but, you know, I'm just having fun. And I just go out there and try to do the best I could, man. So I'm just having fun and just trying to keep a smile on my face, knowing I can do way more for this team. But until until I get that opportunity, I'm going to just keep going, man, because I know I can help this team out a lot. And they know, but, you know, it's just got to be perfect timing. So I'm just waiting until – It'll all come together. Absolutely. Well, Tyrese, the best of luck to you. I just want to leave you off if you want to answer this question for me. Is there anything you want to say to those people on the front lines that are uh, helping? We're still in a pandemic with COVID. Is there anything you want to say to them? And then um, is there I, anything you want to say to Wolfpack Nation as well? Yeah, yo, I just appreciate all those people that's helping people out, man. And it's, and it's, and it's never going unnoticed, man. I just continue to pray for y'all. And we just thank y'all. And Wolfpack Nation, man, we just we continue to grind, man. And we're serious about getting this Mount West Championship this year. And so we're just going to take it to UNLV this week. And we're just going to keep playing. So appreciate it. Yep. Tyrese, thank you so much for taking some time to come on the Final Whistle Sports Podcast with me. I greatly appreciate the time, man. Best of luck with you, and we'd love to do it again if you're interested. All right. Thanks for having me. Probably. We'll do that for sure. All right, everybody. That was the latest edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast as we had a special episode with Nevada wide receiver Tyrese Mack. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. The Final Whistle's got more content coming. Be on the lookout. Thank you.